up, folks? Welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight, back for another installment of the Solo Show Saga. And as some of you may have heard, the Queen is finally dead. Yes, after a brief 96 years on this planet, the Queen has finally left it. Honestly, I was starting to be concerned, like, maybe she would never die. You know, it was kind of like, hey... Maybe she figured out this immortality thing. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, she's still aging like a prune, but she never seemed like she was going down. But alas, she is but a mortal. Or reptilians just die eventually, too. I don't know. You know, that's for further discussion. But what's been interesting to watch has been the reaction to it. Because it's been very divided. Pretty much you're either grieving the loss of Her Majesty or you're dancing on her grave. Both, you know, understandable. I very much enjoy the second. You know? And, like, let's be honest. Unless you're, like, a, you know, from the UK and a diehard fan of the Royals, maybe old... If you actually care about the queen dying, like, you're a dork. Stop it. Like, no one in America should be genuinely grieving the loss of the queen of England. Okay? Let's not act like she mattered. At all. Particularly to America. Right? Like, I'm a patriot, so it's still fuck you England. You know? Like, we don't respect kings and queens in this country just corrupt politicians but yes the queen's death has been just as divisive as her life uh one interesting thing that came out of it was not only did black twitter join in and dragon her irish twitter joined up with her and you know that was a that was a beautiful thing to see you know two different sides coming together to mock the death of a noble I liked it, to be honest. You know, in a strange way, the cultures have some synergies, right? You know, black folk and Irish. And, like, the Irish are really the only ones who could maybe be genuinely happy she's dead. Because their shit was pretty recent. I mean, I guess black people have a reason to be mad at, like, every ruling country, but... I enjoyed them coming together to mock the queen's death because I also did. How could you not? She was 96, okay? There's no reason to think, like, my, gr- my gratitude for the queen's service means nothing. But me, you know, dancing on her grave is funny. So the funny option should always win out. You know, if they had really thought so highly of her in England, they would have let the monarchy keep any semblance of power. But they don't like they don't get to do anything anymore. That's why they all probably started doing the pedophile shit. You know, you take away all their responsibilities. They got to find a way to fill the day. Bless you. One Carnegie Mellon professor. And I love this name. Uju Anya tweeted, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. 
May her pain be excruciating. That does seem like a bit much, in my opinion. That's not really funny. I mean, it's funny and like that you would care so much and have that visceral reaction to the death of a figurehead. The queen was 96. I'm pretty sure like every day was excruciating for her. I don't feel like you have many days in your 90s where you're like, yeah, hey, I'm feeling good. I feel good today. Like, no, you know the specter of death is quickly closing in on you. So I guess maybe in that regard, you're just, you get to wake up every day like, hey, fuck it. I made it this far. Who cares? Send the Reaper. I mean, maybe she was ready to go. I don't think anyone's considered that. Because she seemed to have a pretty strong will to live. Right? So if she died, maybe she just finally wanted to leave this mortal plane. But we do have to put some respect on her name in that she does have the record for longest reigning monarch, uh, which is a little over 70 years. And that's likely never going to be beaten, okay? That's like, that's the hitch streak, you know, Joe DiMaggio's hitch streak record for royalty. Like, no one's ever touching that. We'd never, like, there's no royal that's going to last that long. First of all, there aren't that many royal families left because, you know, people don't usually like those. Uh, And at this point, every other heir to the throne has had to wait so long because of her that they don't even have a chance of touching any of her numbers. So in that regard, she was a huge success. She lived a long time, and that's pretty much like the prerequisite for being a royal. Like, your duties, like, the top is just like, are you still breathing? Okay, this is what you need to do. And she did it. Now, in terms of the, like, conspiracy theories around her, she's also a goat in that regard. I mean, who else has been widely known as a reptilian other than the queen? Like, she's been the most, the most popular person for those particular conspiracy theories for decades at this point so like she's one of the og reptilians if not the og reptilian on top of that like she's been being accused of eating children for decades as well you know operating trafficking rings and whatnot okay epstein and fucking Gislaine is small peanuts compared to the the crown okay not only do they have way more power than Epstein and them could could ever have, you know, if they had the will. So she's like, like, she's earned her place. You know, I'll put some respect on her name. I mean, not enough to not, like, tweet jokes about her death, but enough to recognize that we're losing something with this, you know, honorable woman passing. We don't entirely know what that is yet, but we'll fucking, we'll find out. We'll get there. One of the best stories I saw about it was the dealers over there uh, were giving discounts on Coke and ketamine to, to honor the fallen monarch. And I was like, that's beautiful. You know? What better impact could you hope to have on society? That when you die, they, you know, the dealers in your name are like, 
We're going to go 50% off. You know? She's she's gone, but she shall not be forgotten until you do enough of this coke and ketamine to forget. So, you know, it's nice marketing on their part, one. But, you know, also very patriotic. Like when presidents die, I don't think dealers are like, well, we're going to honor George Bush's legacy by giving everybody a two-for-one on heroin this week. No. No. There's never... I mean, Kennedy and Donald are the only ones who have ever come close to having the type of fanfare would require for the dealers to give, you know, fiends a discount to honor a fallen politician. So I, I thought that was beautiful. You know, good for good for Britain. That's that's the best way you could honor her legacy. Now apparently they have to change all their like money and all sorts of other like random documents and shit. Like, can't you just leave her her fucking face on everything? Has she not earned to stay on the quarters or whatever the British equivalent is? I don't know what their stupid system is. Like, can't you just leave her on there? You're not gonna have a better like queen ever or royal anything really. She's she's it. So I don't know why you can't just let the woman. Stay on the money. They, I can't believe they actually do that every... Can't you just start printing new money? You gotta get her shit out of rotation. The money no longer counts if her face isn't on it. Like, if you're not gonna trust them with any actual responsibilities, why do you put them on the money? Right? I mean, I guess you have to put someone on the money. But it seems odd. I don't know. The whole system's weird. And that might be the only good thing that we get out of this is the royals are very quickly going to die off from being, you know, relevant now that the queen's gone. They mean not relevant, but respected. Like, nobody's going to fucking respect Harry and, and William, right? The world already fucking hates Meghan. So I kind of doubt they're going to get the same uh, reverence shown to them. I mean, Meghan Markle's, like, got a podcast. You know, she can't even conquer Beverly Hills. How's she going to take over, you know, poor African countries? I'm just saying, the queen, the queen, while being, you know, an ancient reptilian, she had, she had her, her moments. Okay, and we should acknowledge that as well. Now, her 10-day ceremony, which is called Operation London Bridge, because she fell down to hell, uh, seems like a bit much. Like, really, really, you need 10 days? That seems like a long grieving period. Okay? She lived 96 years. I don't think she needs a day for every decade she made it. What are you going to do? Like drive her, are they going to drive her corpse around to all the different, you know, hot spots in Britain so they can like have a ceremony? Why don't you just do one? That seems foolish. Now what would be funny is if they did it like the Pope 
and just had her on display for 10 days. And if, like, by the 10th day she hadn't spoiled, you know, they make her, like, monarch from the grave or some shit. I don't know. The equivalent of of becoming a, a, a saint or some shit. I don't know what that would be for royalty, but that would be fun. That would justify the 10 days. Personally, I think after all this, I think everyone is really just rooting, you know, for Prince Andrew to find a way to take the throne, right? That's the funniest outcome of this, is if somehow he manages to, like, finagle his way into the throne. That'd be fucking fantastic. You know, the funniest conclusion to the royal family's legacy is the party prince becoming king and immediately lowering the age of consent and declaring himself innocent of any charges that may come. <laughs> come. Like, that'd be awesome. Because he showed up to the, the funeral shit and was, like, leading the way. So maybe he's finally feeling like he's about to, you know, make his move. Prince Andrew's just been waiting, waiting for his time so he can finally Game of Thrones this shit and become the real party king because that's the only way he's getting a cooler title, you know? And it would it would be a good, it would be a fitting end of the royal, you know, dynasty per se if Andrew became king and then just the people were like, all right, we got to fucking end this shit. Like he's, He's televising his orgies. We got to stop this. That'd be fun. That'd be very fun. And also, you know, good for Ghislaine. You know, if the King of England was someone she had blackmail on, probably get her out of jail. Maybe she'd been plotting on this as well. Because the Queen did die two day, a few days before 9-11. So, seems suspicious. Right? It does make me a little more excited for, you know, Harry's book. Now, of course, Harry's writing a book the same way Donald Trump wrote The Art of the Deal. But what I do hope is that he just decides she's dead. Fuck it. I'm going to spill all the tea. You know, just let it rip. I want to know every royal that has a drug problem. I want to know who cheats on their wife. I want to know if, you know, William really likes getting pegged. You know, we find out who's fucking kids besides Andrew, because I doubt he's the only one. That would be awesome if he just decided to finally let everyone confirm what we already kind of knew now that the queen is dead. Because no one wanted to besmirch her record. I feel like everyone was just, you know, respecting her legacy, knowing she'd be dead soon. Because now that she's gone, I mean, just fuck it. Let it go. Why not? Fire this shit off. Make that money selling books. That'd be like one of the best-selling books of all time. If Prince Harry just blew the lid on the whole royal family, that'd be awesome. It would make me respect him a lot more. It'd be, it would be funny if this, you know, all these dealers cutting their prices just led to these all being like raves just in, in the middle of Britain. 10 days of people just getting fucking obliterated on coke and ketamine which I've never done together I don't know that seems like a a troublesome combination but for some reason the Brits love ketamine I don't know it's it's a weird one 
because it goes from being kind of a you know mild party drug to like you enter another dimension and can't move. So that's never sounded fun to me. But the Brits apparently love it. I don't know. Ketamine is very big in Europe. So if it just turns into like, you know, them getting blasted, that'd be cool. I'd respect that. Be like, you know what? The 10 days was worth it. If America took a week off every time a president died just to get fucked up, that'd be the most popular holiday ever. We'd have people assassinating presidents just so they could get that week off. You know, like Mardi Gras, but it's a funeral for a president. Disney released the first trailer for The Little Mermaid, which, if you haven't seen the trailer, is starring a black gal named Halle Bailey, which I always read as Halle Berry. Uh, And we have to ask ourselves, is the world really ready for a black mermaid? Right, that's it's a tough question. Look, it's a tough question in this, you know, political climate. Right? You know, it's a tough answer for me even. Like I think probably cuz no one's going to fucking care, but that could just be me assuming, you know, that this is good. it seemed like they were kind of setting this up because they also tweeted out like a side-by-side photo of the live one and the cartoon. They're like, she looks exactly like Ariel. It's like, well, no, not exactly. The cartoon had one pretty significant difference. In fact, that was like the whole reason you cast this person in the first place because you're like, we want, you know, we want an Ariel that's not Lily White. You know. So they went with this black girl. And she's a, she's a good singer. She's probably got all the credentials. So for her sake, I kind of hope it doesn't fucking suck. But there are a few discrepancies here. I'm not sure black people can have red hair naturally. If there's like a a line of black gingers out there, someone needs to study those motherfuckers because I don't think that shit happens naturally. And also they could only get her hair like so red, which maybe, I don't know, you're like, we got to keep this somewhat realistic. Can't just do cartoon neon red. But I don't know. I've never seen that shit in the wild. A black person with red hair. I mean, it raves, sure, but that's not natural. So. Now, the most progressive part of the film really might be showcasing black people swimming in the ocean. You know, and I know that seems like a trope, you know, racist stereotype. But black people going to the ocean is still something we haven't quite broken down. You know? And if you don't believe me, go to your local beach, okay? It's pretty obvious. Now, I don't like going myself, but that's because I don't want to die by being eaten by a shark, and the only place you can have that happen is at the beach, so if I just don't go to the beach, I'll never be eaten by a shark. 
remove my number one, don't want to die that way, off the board. Sacrifice has to be made, you know? And if you're not getting in the water, I can go get sunburned anywhere. I don't got to go to the fucking beach to do that, okay? But having, you know, little black kids see that they too can swim in the ocean, that's positive. That's progress, okay? Our country has to make it in some ways, and it's usually going to be the weird ones. So, now I don't know what the the number of black children who will want to be mermaids, I don't know if that's going to go up, probably, but that's not actually real. But, you know, black folk going to the ocean, that could be real, okay? There could be black people at the beach, and that would be fun, okay? The beach needs to be inclusive. If the homeless get to live there, we can have black families, you know, regularly going to the beach. Imagine how good they could be at surfing, okay? Untapped potential there. So I, for one, think that movie is going to do a lot of good in that regard. I hope it doesn't suck. Not because I'm going to watch it, but because then I'm going to have to hear about how racists are mad about The Little Mermaid. I like to think they have bigger things to do and be mad about. Right? We've really lowered the bar for racists in the last few years. You know, racists used to do things that matter, okay? Like, you know, try and try and promote their racist ideology in ways that would actually impact society, not just stand up and be like, I'm not fucking watching The Little Mermaid with Black Mermaid, okay? Look, man, look, look, look. Black Mermaids is unrealistic, okay? They don't know how to swim, all right? I don't want them thinking they can go to the beach. This beach is for white people. White sand, white people, all right? That's how it works. Okay, why do you think the waves come in there white? Because white people should be in the ocean. Well, you know, I think I'm just not going to watch The Little Mermaid. It's black, okay? It, just, it doesn't seem realistic to me. She's a princess of the kingdom? Kingdom underwater? No, no, I watched cartoon. Cartoon was white. And I believe white is right when it comes to Atlantis. I don't actually think they call it Atlantis, but in hindsight, probably should have been. It is like a civilization in the water. But yeah, I I like to think the racists usually are going for bigger targets, like Meghan Markle's podcast. That's now royalty. Go after that. Instead of The Little Mermaid. But I don't know, maybe that's tough times for the clan. You know, skinheads and whatnot. Because apparently they love Disney movies and fucking hate remakes. And they're, they might be justified in that regard because the live-action remakes have all kind of sucked. Like, apparently this new Pinocchio, which I'm not going to fucking watch, is terrible. Like, just awful. So sometimes, maybe just leave them as cartoons. But I don't know if Disney's capable of that. Also, I'm pretty sure Pinocchio is about, you know, pedophilia. So, weird way to get that message across. While we're on the topic of uh, racist backlash, 
I did my breakdown of the Lord of the Rings first two episodes last week, you know, and I was honest. It was okay. But now I've watched episode three, and that one was genuinely pretty boring. So really that's like the only thing it can't be. I don't give a fuck about the black actors. Like they're fine for the most part. But if the story's boring and you spend $500 million on a boring story, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. But uh, the the show is, yeah, quote-unquote trying racist backlash, which just means, like, Twitter trolls. And also the reviews have been bad. And they're calling it review bombing, but, like, eh, do I believe that? Not really. I think people just don't like it. And there's plenty of reasons to not like it that aren't racist. I mean, racists are going to be mad that Middle, Middle Earth is, you know, not all white, as it should be. In their message, they said apparently they, quote-unquote, cannot condone racism, which seems like an odd thing to have to say. Because has there ever been a movie where they're like, no, we condone the racism here? I don't think there's anybody out here being like, I condone all of this racism. Okay, normally I might not, but a special exception here. So they have to be like, we're not okay with people calling the actors the N-word online. We are very against that. And we want to make sure you know it. Okay, we do not have the N-word pass at Amazon. Jeff can buy a lot of shit. He cannot buy that. He's tried. He has called Kanye repeatedly and asked to buy it. And Kanye keeps telling him, that he doesn't know what Amazon is. But once again, it just shows that we're not a serious country. You know, like we're fighting over the diversity of a fictional series. And we can't even do that properly. So like, I'm not worried about any conflict. We would spend more time bickering over the designs of the flags for the new, like, Confederacy and Union, that we, we'd never get to actual fighting. We'd, we'd spend months tearing apart the color scheme or, like, the weird lines on one of the flags. Like, that's all we'd argue about. Maybe it's not our turn to judge the Brits having a 10-day celebration for the death of someone who had no responsibility left. She just kind of represented, I guess, Britain in their prime. Well, not their prime, in their last prime. You know, when they were out just colonizing all of Africa. Those were the good old days for them, you know? Which is weird to think about. You know, American culture, we're not like, man, you know, Manifest Destiny really was cool. You know, that 100-year period where we just murdered everything, you know, west of Texas, that was pretty awesome. Gotta say, those were the golden years. No, we don't do that because we're America and we fucking rule, all right? Only the Brits would do that shit. You guys killed Princess Diana, though, so that one's still on you. Feel free to kill Meghan Markle. I don't... Anything to stop her podcast, really. Going back to the Lord of the Rings, 
I don't have a problem with black actors. They're fine. Like, as I pointed out previously, it still doesn't entirely make sense. But the issue for me, really, is just the cunty Galadriel. Jesus Christ, she's a bitch. Why can't she be cool for just like five minutes in this show? Just every time she shows up, she's got to be a cunt about everything. Which is a bummer because she's hot. And I want to like her because of that alone. But when she just always looks like she smelled someone fart, that's hard to do. Okay, I can't jerk off to that face. Just look, I tried, sure. I gave it the old American try, but it didn't work. Can't do it. So, that's my issue with the show at the moment. Is that dumb white woman. Now, I also feel inclined to address the BYU Duke Volleyball N-Word situation. It's a proud graduate of Brigham Young University. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the story, apparently there was a game going on, and allegedly one of the students yelled out the old hard R at a Duke Volleyball player, and uh, they didn't like that. Now, BYU conducted an investigation into itself and found themselves not guilty, which that's how you should handle this. And I applaud all of the students they interviewed for not snitching. That's the hallmark of a good, you know, university is they're teaching children, you know, our youths, I guess not children, young adults, that you keep your fucking mouth shut in situations like this, you know? Even if nobody said anything, you still fucking, you stand by them. Even if they said it, you you stand by them, okay? That would be a family problem. We solve that in-house. But, uh, yeah, I'm proud of them for keeping their mouth shut, you know? Solidarity is the best thing to show in that situation. And I'm pretty sure the fan they blamed was, like, handicapped or special needs, which is both funny that Duke was like, hey, that retard called me the N-word. Can you, like, kick him out? And then BYU was like, honestly, he's too stupid to even know what that word is. I don't, we don't think he has the mental, like, capabilities to even be racist. Because now that I think about it, I've never seen anyone with genuine autism be racist. They're too happy. All the time. And that's awesome. They rule for that. So like, yeah, I don't think they're even capable of properly using slurs. So, dumb to blame it on that guy. And also, like, in a literal stadium full of people, in this day and age, it's hard to believe that someone just yelled out a hard R, a passionate yelling of it. And every other person in the stands just kept it moving. I feel like that draw a few eyeballs your way, particularly at a BYU crowd. Okay, because there's children there. You can't go hard R around children. That's an adult word. All right? But, uh, but at the end of the day, I stand by my alma mater. Because... Because we ain't halfway crooks over there, all right? Blood in, blood out. That's what I say. Now, speaking of autistic folk, 
uh, Elon Musk was having some good tweets this week, which I was enjoying, because at this point he's just fucking with Twitter both legally and he's on the app just spewing out his horrendous dad jokes. Like, so horrendous, they're, they're pretty entertaining. And I was thinking, like, you know, is he potentially the coolest autistic person to have ever lived? Like, genuinely way on the spectrum autistic. Because he clearly is that. But he's also just fucking rad. Balling out. You know. Richest man alive. I don't know if that's still his number, but it's one or two. Uh, and, like, that's that's cool in and of itself. But to be, you know, autistic, making jokes on Twitter, like dad jokes, and then just being in a lawsuit with Twitter, it's fantastic, you know? And I very much admire his ability to just not give a fuck completely. Like, people... People wonder what wealth, genuine wealth, buys. It, it buys you the ability to literally not give a fuck what any other person on the planet thinks about you. And that's priceless. Like, you don't, you gotta earn that shit. And Elon has that in abundance. In abundance. Some of his rad uh, actions could really just be you know, classic indicators that he doesn't understand social cues, which is common with the, the autists. And that's possible that he's just doing this because he can't read the room. But that's still funny. And it makes me like him more. I really hope he buys a country soon. Because I'd love to see him. In, like, it's cool being in charge of Tesla, but, like, how about you go buy, like, some poor country... You know, in Africa, a small nation or some shit. It's not like he couldn't afford that. Twitter's worth m more than most of those countries. The GDP of Mexico is like $28 billion. Okay? Elon Musk could easily buy Mexico. And maybe he will. If he wants to put the Coke back in Coca-Cola, he's going to have to buy either Mexico or Colombia. Those are the ones making the Coke. You know, you got to go straight to the supplier. So I don't know. That just came to me. You know, I realized like, yo, he might be the coolest autistic person ever. Like we're witnessing greatness. This could be the Michael Jordan of retards right here. And that's, that's, you know, those are impressed. Those are cool times to live in. Really, you know, we're, we're living in weird times, but no one can say they're not entertaining or interesting. My new favorite conspiracy theory, which I was reading about a lot today, because it's fantastic, is that uh, Donald Trump was storing or is storing classified documents in Ivana Trump's casket. Yeah, they believe uh, that Donald Trump is hiding the evidence he has in his dead wife's casket. That's one of the craziest conspiracy theories in general I've seen recently. And is definitely one of the craziest, you know, to come out in quite a while. You know, and for a few reasons. One, like, it's it's so patently absurd and ridiculous 
but so many people like clearly see it as a realistic possibility that that just makes it you know entertaining because they're they're really like out here being like this explains it why would he need that many people to carry you know an empty casket what's he putting in there like it's it's an insane thing to come up with QAnon is jealous of that conspiracy theory okay but the fact that there's people like no this is I think we got to look into this more we need to dig up her casket and see what's in there that's an insane thing to say. So in that regard, a bit concerning, you know, because both sides of the political aisle in this country have fucking lost their minds. We should stop pretending like anyone is sane anymore. We're so far over the deep end that this is just going to be what this country is for at least like another 50 years. And one could argue we've actually always been this way. But we're going to be batshit and crazy for at least another 50 years. Because there's no sane people left to bring everybody back to the middle. It's, well, that's over. We've gone way past that. The American psyche at this point is like broken in such a fundamental way that I don't think any method of treatment could fix. I think we just got to ride it out. Until we can get one generation that has a little bit of normalcy. And maybe we have a chance of bringing it back. But it's possible we're just batshit crazy the rest of our existence. And I'm fine with that. Because as one of the people who was already crazy, I'm much more prepared for this than the ordinary folks who are now having to theorize that Donald Trump might have buried classified nuclear secrets in his dead wife's casket. I can process that. Everybody else, you know, that's just jumping into the deep end of this shit, they're going to get overloaded. And that's how that's what you get when you get overloaded. You end up believing that Donald Trump would do that. Like the idea of him digging up his stash documents just in the middle of the night, digging up that fucking coffin so that he could get his documents back is very funny. And, like, he's one of the few people who is such a maniac that he might have done that. I wouldn't put it past him. Like, if he had things he needed to hide, it's not the biggest leap of the imagination for him to be like, what, what if we just put all the evidence in her casket? All right, she's already dead. She's not going to care. Okay, we just we bury it right there. If I need to come back and get it, I can grab it. I think the problem is, is there's no real benefit to him. If, one, you either had to hide something, or two, you needed to destroy evidence, well, you just destroy evidence. You burn that shit. You don't bury it like a lost treasure. It also would have... Now, I know they marked the grave, but it would have been funny if he forgot where she was. And then he had to, like, figure out where her, gra- her grave was buried on his property. But, yeah, it falls apart a little bit when it comes to some of the logic. But that's... Logic is no place in conspiracy theories. Logic only comes to ruin. Right? Logic's not fun. Logic can fucking take a back seat. I want to find out how Donald Trump 
buried gold bars and passports and nuclear codes so that he could, you know, dig it up and flee to Russia. That's that's entertaining. Now, and it could be a boon to the conspiracy community if all these people that usually would be sane break to the degree that they're, you know, adding to the lore. Because this is a new take. I like it, honestly. I'm excited by that. If we're already at this level of crazy, just imagine what this election's going to be like. And I don't mean 2022, I mean 2024. It's going to be fucking awesome. Oh my God, when Donald Trump is running, like as he's being indicted or has already been indicted, the between the fucking QAnon retards and these idiots that are spewing this shit, we're going to get some world-class crazy. World-class. And honestly, that's why I pray to God every night that Hillary Clinton does it and runs again. Okay? I know she came out and said she's not running again, but nobody fucking believes her. All right? No one believes you, Hillary. We know you have to say that, but we all know few people on this planet thirst to get that position more than Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump, you know, basically campaigning for his freedom will be on the same level, though. And if we get Hillary back in it, you know, on a mission to stop Donald, that's going to be the greatest election in the history of elections. Combined with the conspiracy theories that would be coming out about it, it'd be really beneficial for me, you know, on, on this channel, if, if that could happen. Because we need content. And few things would drive content, like Hillary v. Donald Part 2, with both sides having gone so far off the deep end, they'll be spewing out all sorts of crazy shit. So I really, I really hope that's where we're going. In fact, I bought my butthurt emails hats just to throw Hill Dog. No, I bought it off some other website, so I don't know if the money gets to her. They're probably fake, but I bought it just because I want to put that into the the ether, you know, I'm going to talk Hillary Clinton running for president into existence. I'm going profit of doom with it. Now it might not work because that would make me happy and benefit me, benefit me in some way, but it's worked in the past. So if I can talk Hill dog running into the, into the, the ether and make that happen, that'd be awesome. There's a few things I want more honestly, than to see her run again versus Donald Trump. So that concludes this week's uh, installment of the Solo Show Saga. Uh, if you want to join us on the page, you know, I'll be doing another review of She-Hulk because it's so goddamn bad. I just can't, like, help it. I didn't expect to do that, but it's just awful. So I feel inclined, kind of, to do it. Uh, so yeah, if you want to join over to the page, patreon.com slash hidden in plain sight pod, only three thirty three to sign up and you get hundreds of hours of new and premium content. Uh, if you want to follow on Twitter, it's at the hidden pod, uh, on Instagram at Brandon steel hidden. Uh, so you can follow us there. I have been posting clips, get some other stuff, but, uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for this week. So Fuck Dave Portnoy, Mamba out.